Hey YouTube, welcome. <laughs> I want you to uh, <clears throat> welcome to my channel. I want you to click to subscribe, smash the like, and get down there in the comments. And... <laughs> I want you to. I want you to. I want you to crack open a, a cold one with that's, the boys. Holy. That's not a good meme. It's not funny. Start the show, I guess. Uh, okay. Okay, we on? I'm starting. Let's start. This yeah, is, no, this whole thing is. This is the first time I've ever podcasted. Have you ever recorded your voice before? Uh, I'm sure like, I have. Like, like I've heard my voice recorded before. Well, like as a as a kid, um, I had a different voice when I was a kid, Brandon. No, I I just mean as a kid. Like, did you ever go into? Did you ever have a Windows? computer and like they had that like microphone that's not what app I, that you can record on no that's not what i used it for what what would you use it for not to record my voice okay all right anyways uh what are we are we call this, we call this is brandon this is my friend brandon uh this is my friend joseph and welcome to the first episode of the new Nintendo Podcast XL TM uh, All Rights Reserved That's that's our name. We that's ours. You can't take it. I don't know if that's how the law works, but please don't. Original original podcasts do not steal. Yeah. Um that is our a warning for that. It's a, it's a, I'm gonna spell it out. You know, it's a video game show, and that is a reference to the new Nintendo 3DS XL, which will never be old. It'll always be new. It'll always be new, just like how new Super Mario Brothers. There's yeah, there's precedent for that though. Like in comics, the new Teen Titans, just like uh, I think it's early 80s, and there's new X Men, which is early 2000s. And those will just always be called new whatever. I, uh, <laughs> we'll have a whole, we'll have a whole discussion about that at some point. Um, check the show notes. What's so, the first thing? Yeah. What are we talking? What are we okay, talk so about I already forgot. That's our intro. Oh, that was bad. Whew. And now we're going to move Bear on. Bear with to, us, folks. We're going to yeah. learn. This we're is our trying. first, this, this is our first podcast ever, um, for both of us, um, I've listened well, to podcasts. Yeah, me too. I'm, I've actually, that's not true of me. I've made podcasts, but no one's ever really listened to them. That's I've, so sad. I've put, them, I've put them out in the ether. They're these music podcasts. It, it doesn't matter. Um, okay, so <laughs> um, our first thing is basically what the show is about. Um, to kind of preface this, I was listening to a video games review uh, review podcast and I just kept listening to these different episodes and I was like man I want to do that I, I just want to talk about video games 
Um, That's what we do. That's what we already do. Yeah, we do that anyway. So um, I texted Joseph, and I was like, hey, man, do you want to do a podcast about video games? Like, I don't really know the premise, but let's let's do this. And uh, he was like, yeah, man, like, I'm on board, like, right away. And uh, so basically we, over time, came up with ideas and topics and just stuff we want to talk about as far as video games go. And I feel like we always have these really good conversations about video games and all these different crazy concepts and just why not record it and just put it at, put it out there and see, you know, maybe, maybe somebody else would be like, Hey, these people are talking about stuff I want to hear about. So we're, we're nice boys. We're yeah. likable, likable men. I, I think we do, uh, do an okay job. Um, so I mean, that's kind of what the show is about. Joseph, I mean, would you say we're going to, well, we're not, we're not a news show cause we don't, you can get that on, on the internet. Um, so yeah, I think we're just, uh, we're a couple of, uh, gentlemen that have spent a god awful amount of time, uh, not just playing video games, but thinking about them and, uh, writing weird, uh, notes, you know, in the notes app on the phone, mm-hmm. uh, of things we want, wanted to talk <laughs> about. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, uh, just a couple of people that that play a whole lot of vidya yeah and almost sometimes like i feel like we almost talk about video games more than we play them uh, oh my god i know that's the state Uh, of our world right now yeah um so yeah so fuck it like let's just record it and by the way we're gonna uh we're gonna curse uh so that's just gonna happen if you're not privy to that then i mean i'm sorry uh, but that's just how we talk and that's just how it is. So I just want to, you know, go ahead and get that out there. Uh, if you're not down with curse words, that is, you know, that's just how we talk. So, I mean, if you're not into it, then maybe, I don't know, listen to... I'm not, I'm not gonna curse that much. You're yeah. playing it up like we're really, we're just filthy. We're only gonna talk about, um, adult rated games and talk about, uh, Leisure Suit Larry and BMX XX. It's the like and, uh, mature content advisory. Yeah, don't don't let your kids listen to this. No, it's probably no fine. children would ever want to listen to us just that's, talk about old video games. That's so that's so true. Um, okay, so I think the next thing I kind of have in our show notes here is um, our brief like gaming history. I think we kind of just want to talk about like you know how we got into games and like kind of where we're coming from and sort of our our history of of our experiences with video games so joseph i guess uh um i guess we'll start with you like how did you um how did you get into video games and like sort of what's your kind of what's your story i think the first video game i ever saw uh, was like super early in my memory where like I can't hardly even um, you know put it all the way together but I think that I was taken uh, by a parent to a tavern where there was a Grateful Dead arcade cabinet uh, which I didn't even know what that was at the time but it was just like rainbow colored bears and I was like oh cool what's going on here 
but like I didn't play it or anything. I had to be really, I was probably like three or four. Um, then the next uh, experience with video games and what I think like immediately hooked me and, and ruined my life from there on out. Like probably the reason I'll never be successful or ever make any kind of money uh, or have any meaningful uh, relationships in my life is because my cousin... That's not true. You're, you're married. Well, that's... Okay. Uh, <clears throat> my cousin uh, introduced me to uh, Super Mario Bros. 3 in the NES. Okay. It's the early 90s. So I'm a little bit old. Um, and I remember... The very first thing I did, I watched her play it for a minute, and then she was like, here, why don't you try this? You'll, you'll love it. Uh, so I took the controller, the NES controller, and I thought that the D-pad was just a single, like, strangely cross-shaped button. And I was just mashing that D-pad right in the middle. And Mario was just twitching and, and, and twerking and tweaking. Uh, and I didn't quite get it. And one, But once she showed me how to do the D-pad... Um, I had it figured out. I slammed right into Goombas uh, over and over again until she took it uh, back from me. But I knew that I liked whatever that was. I was really into it. Um, got an NES shortly after that, um, and all three Super Mario Brothers games. Oh, nice! And uh, like at a yard sale or something. Really, at a yard? Like yeah, like I told my mom I wanted one. I think she just like looked around for it. And, and we got, like, a second-hand NES. Do you think, like, the person who... <laughs> whoever was selling that NES at that, at that yard sale was, like, punishing their kid? Oh, God, because, it uh, never occurred to me. Because, I like... I mean, those, aren't, those weren't cheap systems even then, like... Well, okay, I think it had to be, like, 90 or 91... And I think the Super Nintendo was about to come out or had just come out. Okay. So actually, this probably would have been at the, toward the end of the NES life cycle. Okay. okay. And then, you know, and really the only NES games that I had back then, I had um, the main games I played were the three Super Mario Brothers games, and I would just switch between them. Oh, I just loved all crazy. three of them. Um, and then I got a Super Nintendo shortly thereafter and just uh, with Super Mario World. So, so my early gaming experience was I just had the four, like, core Mario games yeah. at the time and would just play them all, all the time. Uh, and I was, I grew up an only child, so that's pretty much what I did. Like, I would just go between that and play with my action figures. Okay. Um, got every Nintendo system at launch or close to launch from there on out. And, and then played them to death and here I, here I am I mean I could, I could probably you know go through the entire timeline but I, I that's think, the gist of it I think we'll save some of it for maybe down the road but yeah I leave it to the imagination uh, a little bit yeah it sounds like um, you basically have been gaming since uh, since kind of gen like I mean ground I don't want to say ground zero but like Nintendo Ground Zero. Yeah. If you don't want to talk about like playing cards or or game and watch yeah, things or whatever, that, yeah, I've been whatever. In, I've been in there since since the NES. Uh huh. Um, I'm a little a little bit later. Uh, I think you're slightly younger than me. Yeah, just a, a couple of years, not not much. Um, but that does kind of make a difference in in some aspects, I guess. Um. 
I just remember like family always having NESs. Like I definitely remember at one point, uh, like I was at like my grandpa's house and for whatever reason they just had like three or four NESs. He like, was a huge gamer. He was just slamming back well, no, gamer fuel. It wasn't He's sitting it in one of those me, gamer chairs with was, like the plugins all over it. <laughs> That's not even Oh no. Um no, but they, like, some of them were broken, but then they would get them to work sometimes, and I think my first exposure was to, was to Super Mario Bros. and, like, Duck Hunt, and then I I remember my dad owning uh, a Super NES, and having, we had Super Mario World and Super Mario All-Star, um, not together, mind you, because there was the version where they right. were together, but they was, these were the two separate cartridges. Yeah, I have and all those. I think that... Those were the kind of the first games I played, like the first kind of exposure that I had to them. And I, I, I think I was maybe like four when it started to like, I got, I guess kind of got more like interested in, in gaming and like wanting to play. Cause I would, oftentimes I remember watching people play, but not doing it myself until I think I was, I don't know, old enough to get it. Um, and then I remember for my, it was either, I think it was my sixth birthday. No, no, no. My seventh birthday. I got a Game Boy Pocket. And that was my first, like, kind of like my own system. And I think from that point, I just, like, I just went down this, like, rabbit hole of, like, Nintendo. Like, it was either... Um, like the console or portable system and sometimes I would get them kind of late like I know I got a 64 kind of a little bit after that came out and I definitely know I got a GameCube like way later than like that came out like by a few years but um, I was glad to get those systems and yeah just from that point on you know just been gaming a true real gamer most of my life oh man um but yeah, um, I, as you were talking, I kind of came up with this question, and I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go ahead and ask it because well, so you weren't I, listening to me. You were just like, no, letting no, me I, rattle on, and you were. No, meanwhile, you I, had your own. I thing. definitely was listening. Your eyes just glazed uh, over. That's not even true. Um, but this question did pop in my mind: is um, do you consider yourself, um, even as a kid, like a portable gamer? Or like a console gamer. Oh man, as a kid, I definitely spent so much time playing console games at home in front of the TV. But that that said, and that's where it started for me too. Yeah. But that said, if I had to pick portable, oh my god, portable because like the experiences, like being a kid during like Ground Zero Pokemon phenomenon yeah was just like a formative experience like all like just it was like a pokemon commercial like got that that game boy in my pocket the game link cable riding around neighborhood kids on bicycles like going like riding to other people's houses uh -huh. just to challenge them to a pokemon battle um that was 
that was something I lived through and, and was a big part of. Yeah. And um, that's where it's at. Like hundreds and hundreds of hours on the portable animal crossings. Uh-huh. Like, I don't know. And at this point, I uh, spend so much more time playing games portably. Yeah, definitely. I feel like for me from the get, like I always had a console, but like I was told to go outside. Oh yeah, it was like, the opposite for me. I was told like, what are you doing in the house? Like go outside, <laughs> why, why are you in here? So I would oftentimes take my my Game Boy outside yeah. and just, you know, it'd either just be playing like under a tree or like just yeah. in the shade or just oh, yeah. somewhere. Uh, or going over to a friend's house and just playing Game Boy, and it was um, that was how I spent most of my time. And I think even now, you know, um, in my adulthood, I definitely still do play more portable than um, console. And I feel like that's something we can really touch on, like in a later episode. And that's but, why Switch is like um, the absolute perfect video game system. Oh, yo, I, so, yeah exactly what I've been waiting for uh definitely um okay so in kind of in line with our gaming history I feel like we're gonna go ahead and get this out um uh out there and kind of discuss our top 10 video games um so alright do you wanna go first sure alright uh are we go- I guess we should count. we should probably like go backwards right yeah yeah start, start from down. 10 to 1 alright so, all right, coming in, coming in at number ten. All right, what number you got? Number ten, uh, City of Heroes. Oh, which is the only PC game uh, on my list. I have, I have no PC games. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't. I mean, this is uh, if we didn't make it clear, it's primarily a Nintendo podcast, um, and mostly just because we're really big Nintendo people. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I definitely played Nintendo way... Like, I... Grant, I've... When I was living with you, I definitely, like, played your Xbox. Oh, yeah. And yeah, I, I've messed around with some, some 360. Definitely the, the PlayStation 2 era. I was... I loved the PlayStation 2. Uh, I, you know, I had a Sega Game Gear. We'll talk about that later. But primarily, Nintendo... And even when it comes to non-Nintendo games, it tends to be like Nintendo-esque yeah. stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, but, but anyway, anyway, the only PC game I've ever loved uh, was City of Heroes. Um, if you know what that is, it was a uh, 2004 uh, MMORPG. Um, it was kind of like World of Warcraft, except instead of uh, like high fantasy, it was superhero. So it was like an urban setting, um, you know, obviously you create your own character, the customization was awesome, it was like the best superhero creator ever, you pick out like power sets, um, you know, and your, your motivational level up was like um, to, to add more powers, like actual like superpowers you could use in the game. Um, a power, one like you could pick a transportation power, which was awesome, you could fly. And that was just like, they just let you fly. Um, so a lot of the time, I wouldn't even play that game right. I would just like fly around the city environments and just yeah. enjoy that. Or just um, like get up on a building and stand there and, and like look around. It was just so much fun. 
Did you have uh, like a character? Like who was your? I, oh, I know the answer, yeah. to this, but who was who was your All character right. that you played? Well, the uh, first few characters I made were were pretty like um, goth emo, like cringe, cringe inducing kind of kind of characters in like fishnets with like long purple sure. hair and stuff. Because that was that was my aesthetic okay. at the time. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> eventually, I was you know, just playing around with the character creator. And I ended up, uh, they had a power set in the game that was like dark powers, you know, it was like, and that's, that's what I was doing. But then I thought, wouldn't it be neat to make like a character that used the dark uh, powers, but that was like kind of like bright and cheerful. Uh -huh. So um, I made a kid, like a kid sidekick kind of character named Lunar Lad that was like moon themed. Um, and he had mostly darkness-based powers, but I kind of just tied that in with instead of him being like super angsty or anything, it was just you know darkness like nighttime darkness. Like, yeah. Like I took the concept of like darkness and made it as like uh, cheerful as possible. Uh huh. And and that resulted in like what ended up being a character that I, I really enjoyed playing. I max leveled him. Um, I would enter him in like they would have costume contests like in in game on the server I was on. Uh, virtue server um, I was in like a you know like a Justice League organization uh, I was active on their forums I was just so into this game and I paid like uh, $15 a month yeah, I was gonna to freaking play this game a, a paid subscription. I would never do something like that again it was ridiculous I can't believe what kind of business model it was wild but but I was super into it and I've talked way too long about just this one that's okay. Pick, but I, I'm gonna move on. But any, but the the last word on Sea of Heroes, it's over. It does not exist anymore. It's an MMORPG, so it's an online hosted game. The servers are gone. It's shut down. It's over. It's discontinued. Oh man. No one will ever play this game again. So you won't. Even, you can't even have access to the like the character that no. you spent so much like. No, and that doesn't exist anymore. Hate. Not only do I not have access to it, it's erased. Oh. It's gone. It's just completely gone. Well, and I paid, like, I sunk hundreds and hundreds of dollars into, like, talk about, like, you know, pay to play and, like, pay to win and all these, like, in-app purchases and stuff. Sure. This was, like, I mean, there were a lot of in-app purchases before that was really quite, like, solidified into the business model it is now. Yeah. And I, man, I paid them. I paid them. I invested. Sure. But uh, it's all gone. In a way, there's something kind of cool about that. Like, I mean, that's sad. But obviously, it was an aging game. Yeah. Um, Mo I mean, most MMOs don't. Yeah. Seem to it was a finite thing, and in a way, as I move on through the rest of my top ten, of every other game on the list, you can go back and play, and I and I do, and I have. Yeah. But in a way, to me, a playthrough, I don't usually replay games yeah. unless they release like a HD remake or something. Sometimes I will, but I don't usually go back and replay them. So for me, that's kind of how a game is. It's like a it's an experience yeah. that you have, and then you've had it. Yeah. And, and almost the most important thing is like the feel to it and the memory that you retain of it. To me, I mean that's that's been my experience. D definitely. Um, um, so what's, uh, what's so so moving moving through the list number nine, uh, not maybe not a great game, but important to me, Sonic Adventure Two. Um, hey, I don't, I don't care. Like, yeah. the the haters be damned. Like, that's that's a good game. Maybe it hasn't it, okay. aged so well. I had, fun, I'll say this. I had so much fun with it, even beyond 
physically playing the game. Like I filled sketchbooks in high school with Sonic OCs uh-huh. and just spent so much time thinking about my chow garden yeah. and reading and printing out guides to like different chow configurations and listening to the soundtrack on my computer. Uh, and I just was very invested in that game. Conceptually, it's a really cool game. It's got the hero uh, and dark teams or whatever, and you play through the game kind of on both sides. Um, it's the, the climax is awesome, like in space with that giant, like mutated monster oh, coming yeah, out of the space right. station and you go supersonic and and sorry spoilers for a game that's really old but uh like at the, at the end when when shadow makes like that that heroic sacrifice and, uh-huh. you know they ruin it later by like bringing it back and everything but like though just the that game i was so into it really loved it hell um, yeah man i played it on gamecube uh i never had my own dreamcast um, but I played it on GameCube. I played Sonic Adventure. That's cool, too. But Sonic Adventure 2, man, I was just really deep in. Uh, moving on, Harvest Moon 64. Um, that game is amazing. Uh, and I'm kind of peeved that they finally <laughs> put it on a virtual console on the Wii U. But you don't even play. It's not even hooked right. up. They put... So, right, I had Wii U. I was a supporter. I mean, it was it was a lot of failed ideas with the Wii U. That's oh, like a whole other chapter, yeah. I think. But some but I played it, and I liked some really good games in there. Um, but they didn't release Harvest Moon 64 on the Virtual Console until the Switch is already out. My, my Wii U for now, I mean, I'm sure I'll play it. Yeah, I didn't get rid of it or anything, but I'm trying to play Switch right now. Like, that's the new cool system that I have. It's just bright and shiny and new. I'm excited about it. So I didn't get Harvest Moon 64. So anyway, I have it on, on N64. Played it to death. Um, it's so cool. The atmosphere of it, the music. Um, it is an absolute time suck. You can get stuck like, oh, well, let me just, you know, let me do one more day. Let me go to bed, wake up, check my crops one more day. I'll, you know, and then I'll save and quit. I'll go do something productive with my life. Well, that's just one more, one more day, actually. My corn's about to be ready to harvest. I mean, just one more day. And I'm going to be able to go marry the, the girl. I married, by the way, uh, I married Anne in that game. Uh, but I think if I could do it over again, I think I would, I would probably marry the librarian this time. Um, you know, my tastes have changed. I've sure. matured. Sure. Um, anyway, Harvest Moon 64. It's an incredible game. Please bring it to Switch in some format. Maybe they, maybe they will. I hope so. Um... Number seven, Super Mario 64. Okay, yeah, um, I, I, yeah, that's a good one. Got that game. Uh, my mom and grandma were on a Sunday drive, and uh, I got it in the morning, and it was in the trunk of the car. We drove around for hours doing old lady stuff, and I just sat in the car and read the instruction booklet to that game, cover to cover, over and over again. So ready to fucking get home, hook up my N64, brand new N64, and play it. When I finally got there, it was so exciting. The, the jump from Super Nintendo to N64 was such a huge, crazy experience to jump into like a three-dimensional, not just the graphics, but like the movement, to be able to move in three dimensions yeah. and like bounce off walls and like climb trees was just crazy. I played it 
so often, played it all the time. Um, I had every different strategy guide that they made for it. Like back in the day, there would be like the official Nintendo player's guide. And then there was like Brady Games and Prima yeah, and whoever. Was, I had like three or four different strategy guides to it. And kids from school were playing it too. But like this one kid would call me on the phone and ask me where certain stars were. But we weren't friends at school. Like he was too cool for me. I was, an, so I was a loser at school, you know. Uh, he would call me the nerdy kid, you know, and ask me where the stars were and then be like, you know, but don't, don't talk to me at school, please. Um, oh my God. That's yeah. So... Oh, man. Um, okay. So Super Mario 64. Okay. Uh, Ocarina of Time, number six. Okay. Assume, you know, yeah. Um, so it would be higher on the list, but, um, Breath of the Wild is a crazy experience. That's going to be, you know, spoilers that's up there further. But Ocarina of Time is still it's still on my list. Uh-huh. Um, it's incredible. The atmosphere is awesome. Like especially Kukiri Force, like the main thing I think about when I think mm-hmm. about that game. The music um, in it is just incredible. Yeah, it's just unbeatable. That music is is incredible. That game though, I did. I never beat it on sixty four, which is just embarrassing to admit. I beat it when it came out through yes, but I got stuck in the water temple, uh-huh. and I would try it. Like I would I would hop on that game. I played for a few hours, tried to beat that water temple, could not figure it out, and I was so like screwed up in that temple that I couldn't even use like the guide or anything. It was a hard because I didn't know what part I was stuck at because I was so discombobulated uh-huh. in there, the water levels and everything. Anyway, but it's it's an incredible game. It's it's on the list. Uh, number five, Yoshi's Island. Oh uh, man, I didn't even think about that. Which is you know technically. In America, released the Super Mario World two. Yeah. Although I'm not a big fan of that, I like I, you know in Japan it was just Yoshi's Island, and to me it's it's Yoshi's Island. Like it doesn't really. Um, but anyway, Yoshi's Island is just an awesome game. Um, the final boss battle with the giant Bowser and the music um, is just so cool. So many little things going on in the in the graphics of that game, like. There's little frogs just hopping around, uh-huh. um, and there, there's things coming from the background into the foreground. There's there's those monkeys that aren't quite even bad guys. They're just they're almost like just interactable. Yeah, they just hop around. They kind of mischievous, but they don't really like attack you. It doesn't hurt you to touch them in most cases, um, unless they like steal Mario off you. Um, that game's incredible. I still, in my opinion, that game has the best graphics of any game of all time. Yeah. Obviously not in terms of like realism or something. Sure. But like the graphical style of that game to me oh, it's, is it's the coolest looking game. Down like even like the pixelization like they I would love more games in that exact style. Yeah, I wonder if they would if like you know all these like indie games like yeah. come out they they and do they're all use a lot of eight and that's style. great, cool. But what about that sixteen? Right. Bit? To me, yeah. There you go. Yoshi's Island is the pinnacle of 16-bit, okay. in, in my opinion. Nice. Uh, number four, I thought about this for a while, and my, my, my opinion you know, could flip-flop. Sure. Pokemon Pearl version. Okay, um, And it's the only Pokemon game on the list. Yeah. It would have been silver. I've always said Pokemon's silver uh-huh. for Game Boy Color. Uh, super amazing experience as a kid with silver version. Um, it was, you know, the Pokemon craze was huge, and then they came out with this new game that had day and night features, and, and male and female, and shinies, and everything. It was so exciting. 
um, and a whole new set of Pokemon. It was huge, and I had a lot of amazing experiences with it. But honestly, when Pearl came out, you know, that was the college years for me, uh-huh. and everybody got back into Pokemon, and I've been there all along, but what a cool feeling that, like, okay, I'm an adult, I've been this, like, you know, Pokemon nerd forever, but now all of a sudden, everybody else is a Pokemon nerd again, too. Uh-huh. Like, we're back at it. I like everybody was playing it. I definitely, like, I can agree with that. I feel like it's kind of what really drew me back. Like, I, I, did, oh, get Gen, I did get Gen 3 games, but kind of not. Until, yeah, I did, too, and I piddled with them in yeah. high school, but it just wasn't as exciting. Uh-huh. Yeah, but, but Pearl is the one I had. Getting that Drifloon uh, outside the, the Valley Windworks on, a, on a Friday is just, the, and Drifloon's my favorite Pokemon, and just, I, man, what a cool game. Uh, so many weird little features, like how you could decorate how they popped out of a Pokeball. You could, like, change the, the poof. You could oh, add, like, yeah, letters right. to it to spell out words and stuff. It was really interesting. I spent so many hours breeding in that game. I played it online. I played it competitively. Um... I was messing with EV, all the shitty values and stuff, and like writing little marks and trying to keep track of that in little notebooks and Uh stuff. It was miserable. Um, So I just, I think, honestly, Pearl version Um, for me. Okay. Uh, Number three, Animal Crossing New Leaf. Oh, okay. I'm sure I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm over 300 hours into that game. Um, I have every piece of land in my village uh, has flowers mm-hmm. on it except yep. for like the paths that I have down my town is so intricate I'm so proud of it and, and worked so hard on it um, and to me Animal Crossing is like a home on, on the go and it's oh, like peaceful I, like I you can just turn totally that on agree. and not even hardly play you can turn it on and like walk around a little bit uh-huh. and and listen to the, the calm music and hear the environmental, like atmospheric noises in it, the little bugs chirping. And actually, my, my living room in that game is I caught all the cicadas and set them up so I could hear all the cicadas mm-hmm. going. It's a good, it's a good, like, summer uh, vibe. I just, I, I love everything about that game is amazing. So, really, in a way, that number three spot is like the Animal Crossing series. Uh huh. But, but. New Leaf is sure, the sure. newest iteration is, and, is and, the and best to make because you get to be the mayor. It's just wonderful. Number two, I had to think hard on this, um, Breath of the Wild. Okay. Um, it could almost be number one, and, and I've gone back and forth since it came out. Yeah. As I played it, I was like, oh my god, this is ridiculous. This has to be the best game of all time. Um, so it was hard to decide if it was number one. It's def- It's at least number two. It's it's ridiculous. It's just like breathtaking. Everything about it, like it's art. It's amazing experience. It's a very 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 good game. Yeah. Um, if you haven't played it and you get a switch, like anybody listening to this, please. Um, you've played Breath of the Wild. You've already played. I, it, you're playing it. If you haven't, for whatever reason, like God. Oh, it's that's the game. Switch game. Like you gotta yeah. play that. I mean, there's open world games like I, I like the Elder Scrolls series and and Fallout and, and and even like going further back like I played a lot of Grand Theft Auto Three and Vice City and stuff back in the day. Sure. That open world like sandbox format that's fun. A lot of those games are cool, but Breath of the Wild is like 
polished. It has the like the magic. It's like that idea, but with the magic. Uh huh. Um, and it is incredible. It has so much character. It's just holy shit. It's just an amazing game. Um, number one, Brandon won't be surprised. Still holding that number one spot. Super Mario World. Of course, of course. Super Mario World. Yeah. Uh, it's a good one. It's not. It's a good one. Well, it's, it's the best one. To me, the best video game of all time. Sure. Um, part of that maybe is my own personal experience with it, but it's uh-huh. my it's my list. Um, love the graphics. If you think about the graphics for a minute, picture the Mario sprite. Uh-huh. Not 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 the official art. The sprite. Yeah, no, I'm, in think, the game. I'm thinking about uh, Mario it right now and that, Luigi and Luigi. Uh, They're the colors are different. Yeah. He's almost like pink uh-huh. and like light blue. It's it's like, and that's the aesthetic of the game. It has this rounded off like versus Mario Bros. Three, sure, where he was literally like black and red, um, which you don't probably think about because you played it on All Stars. But anyway, but but Mario World, uh-huh. it's like these like calm but colorful colors I mean there's these levels where the the sky was like yellow sometimes and had those little round clouds yeah and, and remember those those mountains that are like big shiny sky blue and regular blue like phalluses uh-huh yeah what is that I don't know they're, but they're also they're so unique Dinosaur Land, man. Yeah. Oh man, Dinosaur Land. That's where. Okay, that's where I'm gonna retire. I want. I want a nice little, a little cottage in uh, Donut Plains. Okay. You know. Yeah. I, I love oh, that world. I just want to so live crazy. in that world. Oh man. I, oh. The uh, the Super Koopas. Uh huh. Just you know, hop on them and they're in boxers and tank tops, and, and, and uh, that yellow cape. Oh boy, that's that's the game. Oh man. Super Mario World. Which in Japan is Super Mario Bros. Four, which is awesome, perfect. That's, That's so crazy. I like it. It's a shame. I wonder why that. they the why they made it World here. Because it feels made. like one. If you're just coming in for Super Nintendo, you didn't have an NES. Mm-hmm. You don't want to buy number four. That's That's weird. True. Yeah. You want to get a standalone, like a new, fresh experience. It's it like I think it consumers don't want to buy game number four that, as yeah, their first. That makes one. sense. Um, well, I talked awesome. a long time. Let's see. Tell me about. I know. Well, uh, I mean, I'm gonna have. To, I'm gonna repeat probably some of your your sentiments. Um, but I'm gonna start off. My number ten is Shovel Knight. Damn, um, Shovel Knight made the list. Shovel, I don't. Uh, I'm not gonna argue with that. The reason why I really like this game is, man, they just they did everything right. Um, from the platforming to like the music to the style of it like they took the 8-bit kind of like classic NES game and improved upon that formula it wasn't just like oh here's this indie game and we're just gonna it's just gonna be like an NES game it's like they 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 took the formula and they improved upon it and man just like Yacht Club, Yacht Club games like they keep um, just doing a really good job like with the expansions and the fact that 
Um, if you already bought the game, you can get them for free. Yeah, that's um, very kind. Uh, that's really cool, uh, and it's on Switch now. So hell yeah! And I would like it, once I get a Switch. Uh, yeah, Brandon, by the way, he's not that big of a. Let, listen, I am. I just I don't. He didn't get give the me Switch. Money. I need money. <laughs> give me your money, and I'll give me that pod. You know what? I need that pod. It's time, time to take a break. Let me tell you about Blue Apron. You can <laughs> get the listen, freshest ingredients. We don't have okay. We we have no sponsors. I mean, if Blue Apron wants to give us that Blue Apron now, sponsor money, Brandon. I'm, you know, I want to tell you about me undies. Listen, me undies I, I, are listen, made of the I listen, softest material. I listen to podcasts, and I'm sure these fine folks probably do too. Um, but yeah, if we get that podcast money, it's over. I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get switch. Uh, but yeah, uh, man, just it's also the right amount of hard. Uh, it's not so frustratingly hard that it makes me want to quit. But it's not so easy. Um, it's just like it's this perfect difficulty that makes me want to just if I lose I want to keep trying and I want to beat it um, and, I, and I feel good it's a hard balance uh, it, it definitely is um, kind of it's kind of like um, there's another game it didn't make my list but I just want to mention it like Mutant Muds yeah um, <clears throat> that's was, the first thing I think about it was it also difficulty just the right balance. Of, yeah it was it was hard it's so hard just Hard enough. Yeah. Not too hard. Um, I think it was like right on that threshold to where I wanted to still beat it. And, um, it was just a very good game. Um, anyways, number nine, uh, Fire Emblem Fates. Ooh, that almost made my list. Um, I was thinking, like, I got my top five, like, just right away. Like, I was like, I know what that is. But as I started getting down the list, I was like, man, I, what games have I played that have just really resonated with me, and Fire Emblem was was just one of them. Fates in particular, because like they kind of take what they did in Awakening and just really kind of expand upon the, the formula. Um, I, re I really like the uh, dating like sim aspect of it, like pairing off the characters, yeah, and, like, getting the kids and. Oh um, man, did you did you ever write in like did you ever do it in a notebook? I had notebooks. Yep, of, like, I, I had pairings. What my pairings were gonna be pre-planned. Uh huh. Yeah, I knew. Like I was like, oh, I know who I'm pairing this person uh, with, and just like the the my castle. Thing that they had in there, yeah, where, really you could, where you could uh, kind of decorate your own castles, kind of like an Animal Crossing like style. Uh, I wouldn't go that far. Well, I mean, Animal Crossing light, like very light uh, in terms of like what you could do, but you could still decorate your, your castle and like people yeah. can come visit and you can go visit other people's castles and get like supplies and stuff. And I like that they still had casual mode in it. Like I, I don't even care. I played casual mode on all the Fire Emblem games. Like, Same. I yeah. don't. I just I I get attached to these characters and I don't sure. want them to die. And the the story is, is pretty good. Like um I the story was written by this uh I don't know that I can't remember the name but it was written by this like manga. Oh yeah um, yeah. What manga did he do? I forgot. I don't, I don't remember. And I I'll have to look that up and maybe I'll put that in after like later in the show. Um. But yeah, it's just such a good game, a really good 3DS game, like, like just one that was worth owning on a 3DS. Like if you ever had a 3DS, like that was the one of the games that you you should own. Um, uh, and I, I just not, there's not much else I can say about it. It's just a really good fucking game. If you really like, um, like strategy games, uh, 
Actually, I would say, even if you don't like strategy games, it would be the one that you would be like, well, I don't usually like strategy games, sure. but this is actually pretty cool. Yeah, it's definitely a good, like, I would say it's a pretty good, like, intro to, like, kind of like a tactics-style yeah. game. And definitely, if, you ever, if you've ever been curious about, like, oh, what are these tactics games like? Um, I would say Fire Emblem Fates, like, hands down, like, get that one. Um, number eight is kind of a weird pick for me, but I I really like this game, and I've been really wanting to play it recently, and I don't have an avenue to play it. Uh, Mystical Ninja uh, 64, starring mm-hmm. Goemon. That was going to be on my list, too. Um, I used to... I just have memories of renting this game. I never, I've never, i never owned this game. Oh. Um, I, I have would, it. I, would I currently go, have it. I would go rent it um, a lot of the times from the video, uh, like just whatever video store premiere or blockbuster or Hollywood video or whatever. And I would just, my memory card didn't work. So sometimes, <laughs> uh, miserable. so sometimes what I would do is I would just like, if I had to like turn the TV off, I would leave the system on Ooh. and add the card. Did it heat up? Just, Did you ever feel how warm? Oh yeah, it definitely warm. got very warm. Um, but that's like. The reason I did all that is because it was such a good, enjoyable game. Um, for those who don't know what Mystical Ninja uh, 64 starring Goemon is, it's this... You can check like, Wikipedia. You could, um, but I'll give you a brief synopsis. It's this like Japanese-themed like um, sort of like 3D platformer um, where you can switch between these four characters. It's like Goemon and... Uh, fuck. Ibisumaru. Yeah. His which, perverted fat blue ninja friend um my was yay. that my it was yay gay. okay mm-hmm. uh yay she's also a ninja green hair yeah purple and, outfit and she had a sword and she could turn into a mermaid that's right fuck see i, I want to play this game again because there's a lot that i forgot but there was and then the fourth person was this like little robot toy sasuke you had to get the the you batteries, batteries yeah, remember they were in the enough. tree or something uh-huh. one of them was in a tree yeah um robot ninja and little like, kunai the little throwing you know the naruto throwing knives uh-huh. and just like they were kind of goofing on a lot of like japanese like tropes and stuff it's a humor game uh-huh but like man goddamn, like the platforming in that game was just so fun and just and the story was funny and the story was very funny and i think about that game a lot and like I'm kind of sad that, you know, Nintendo, they never have put it on a virtual console, and I don't know if it's because yeah. they never got the rights to it, or I don't know how that works, but it's just a game, like, if you ever see it out in the wild, and you, like, you have money, and, like, you have a 64, I would urge you to grab it. It's definitely worth um, yeah. playing. Yeah, you're going to need a controller pack, which yeah. is what they call the memory card. Uh, you definitely need a memory card, and you need one that works, and memory cards often times corrupted so yeah don't get that third party um, memory yeah card. you gotta you might as well get a, a legit n64 memory card um but moving on my number seven is animal crossing new leaf uh, all right uh, joseph kind of already talked about it uh i myself have sunk like maybe like 400 something hours into the into the game um that is just to me like the penultimate animal crossing experience um, Penultimate they, means second to last, Brandon. Really? Yeah. Oh, shit. 
<laughs> uh, you'll find that I use words uh, wrong a lot, but you're just gonna have I to. Don't, deal. I don't think that's true. Well, yeah, it's like a one-time thing. Oh, we'll Brandon see. doesn't use the wrong words. Well, uh, regardless, uh, this game is just so special to me. I've spent so much time playing it and like improving my town and like my house and just like getting certain like furniture to like maximize my happy home points, just so I could uh, get these like golden uh house decorations for my house and just like really just taking the time to just chill and like just take care of something and like it's a game where you can pick it up and, and like maybe play 15 20 minutes and then be like okay i'm done and then just go on with your life um but if you want to you can sink hours into it and yeah. of course i have and um just doing that and playing it with friends has always been like oh yeah we've great. played that game a lot together um, you know trading stuff with people online and just going to other people's towns and just seeing all the creative like stuff within the animal crossing community is just this incredible thing and the game itself is incredible and i i often think about playing that game especially around summertime oh yeah i don't know i just like I get this Animal Crossing fever, and I'm like, man, yeah. I, I kind of want to play this on, on 3DS, even though I've already put, like, well over 400 hours. Um, but that's all i got to really say on Animal Crossing. It's just it's a Animal Crossing nearly for 3DS, uh, maybe my favorite 3DS game. Oh, it's, that's um, my top 3DS game. I would say it's probably the best one. Uh, I can so. say that unreservedly. My number six uh, is also The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Uh, originally, it was higher, uh, right. but for uh, certain reasons that will become known later, I had to kind of put it down. Um, the thing about Ocarina of Time is it took the Zelda-like formula and kind of set the standard for a while. Um, in a way, it kind of takes some some tropes from like A Link to the Past. Um, and kind of does the same thing like they both like link to the, to the past has like the three pendants and uh, Ocarina of Time has the uh, the three like spiritual stones and then like you travel through time in Ocarina of Time and you go to the dark world um, in A Link to the Past so there's yeah. there's a lot of parallels between those two games but Ocarina of Time like took it into this like 3D environment with this like beautiful music and like it gave it like a story and like uh gave zelda like just this like character that it didn't quite have before and kind of made everything you did in that game a little more meaningful and like kind of gave there's more of a drive and more of a purpose um to playing ocarina of time and just like man it's just such a good game and like definitely one like if you've never played a zelda game i think i feel like it's a pretty good intro to uh, Zelda, like what kind of Zelda, like what kind of game Zelda can be, and just it's it's really good. Um, and I would play the 3DS version too because like that's the definitive one. And it just yeah. looks beautiful on that system. It's the same. It's the same great game. It's just it's a little more polished. Yeah, it's that's uh, all. Yeah. Um, my my fifth is uh, my only Pokemon game. It's a uh, Gold version. Uh, I that hasn't changed. Uh, I think ultimately my experience and a little bit of like nostalgia uh, with gold version is just like when that came out um, 
that was the first Pokemon game I ever owned. Uh, I never, I always borrowed like blue and red and stuff from people, but I never owned any Pokemon games. So to get gold like for Christmas, I, I also got a Game Boy Color as well. Um, like that was just like man, like Pokemon, that's so awesome. And like Joseph was saying, like they did a lot of things for the the game, uh, night and day mode. Uh, there was shinies and male and female, and just like the cell phones. Um, I really like the music in that game too. Uh, I often think about like if I start thinking about Pokemon, I start thinking about like certain tunes from Gold and Silver, and there's like sing it, sing it's a tune. Uh, I'd rather not. Oh. Uh, well, there's this one like in the cave. It's like do 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 do. I don't know. It's, it goes. He something, did it. it yeah. He uh, really did it. It goes something kind of like that. So, man, I don't know. Just like, it was just like Pokemon. To me, it kind of felt like Pokemon was back. Uh, like, cause like the hype didn't necessarily die down, but it, this was like 2000 around the time, and it just kind of like reignited this like Pokemon. Like hype for me and my friends, like at the time, it was just like Pokemon still fucking still cool. Hell yeah, it is. Um, so number four is Paper Mario. Oh uh, yeah, of course that's on your list. Paper Mario for sixty four is my favorite. That being said, and I've said this before, I'm gonna say it again. I think I think Paper Mario Thousand Year Door for GameCube is a better game. But the reason I put Paper Mario over that is because, kind of similar to Mystical Ninja, is that's a game I rented a lot and I played it over and over again. And I, um, even when I got a Wii U, I got it on Wii U and I played it over again. I've played See, now this that's game. a different. Brandon will play a game again. Yep, will uh, play a game I've over played, and uh-huh, over and sure. over. Sure. Yep, and I've I've done it and I you know, plan to do it again because man, I just I love that game. The game. Um, has some really funny dialogue um, the characters I like the art style like just how like how everyone's flat and there's like this like just paper uh, aspect to it and they're just like they're just kind of really like playful about it uh, and just like oh man the music in that one's really good too like I don't know if you know this but music is really important to me so music and games is really important to me and that game has just some really really good music um and yeah just like every time I'm beating it I'm like man this sucks that this is over like I can't wait to play it again like I just want to keep playing that game and I think like I'm just gonna keep playing like <laughs> every time every time Paper Mario comes out on something I'm probably just gonna get it and just play it again that's why Brandon doesn't have a Switch because uh, he's content to just play Paper Mario over and over again sure like, sure that's the, the true reason in 64 um okay uh let me speed through these last couple uh number three Chrono Trigger I knew that would be on your list uh, that was that was one of my runners up best RPG ever just just hands down uh, Toriyama's uh, character designs oh yeah in it are incredible especially Luca um, just throwing that out there yeah no Luca Luca's amazing um, time travel yeah like as a concept is fucking cool and so that in that game like kind of it deals with that a lot and that's awesome there are 13 
different endings that you can get. How many of those endings have you got? Um, I've gotten three. Okay. So not that many. I, I've only played through the game three times. Oh, um, only oh, only three times. And uh, there's new game plus, so that makes on the DS version. Is it? Is that on the? Oh, I don't know. I actually don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know. Uh, uh, I've also only played it on the DS version, which most people, including myself, have said is like the definitive oh, yeah. version. It's got the cutscenes, got the anime cutscenes from uh -huh. the PS One release, mm -hmm. but without the really bad load times. Yeah, it's it's very, man, just that that RPG is perfect in just about every way. Like the battle system, uh, just if there's one RPG, if you only could play one RPG, I would say Chrono Trigger. Just play that. There's no um, random encounters. You can actually see nope. the sprite of, yep. the, of the enemy on on the screen. Yeah, so that. you know you know what you're getting like you yeah. know what you're getting into. Like, music's you, good. Music's incredible. Uh, Graphics are good. Yeah, and the and I, the thing is that game came out on Super Nintendo like back in like the mid '90s. It's still the graphics still hold up. Like it still looks good. Like the game. Um, there's a good like a lot of Super Nintendo games. Uh, I would say still hold up as graphically, uh, like, I Yoshi, love like that Yoshi's Super Island. Nintendo look. Oh um, my god! Like that game is timeless, and I think that Chrono Trigger also is timeless in terms of its graphic cap capability. But that's you know what's a sad thing though. I think that might be us in our age. Maybe because you don't see kids like my students aren't playing Super Nintendo games. Well, they, well, they're playing like GameCube and like sixty four. I mean, right? they're they're not playing those either, but they but but that's what they. Are nostalgic for is like low poly in 64 to them is nostalgia I mean like like games like Mario 64 with like no textures uh -huh. and stuff that's that's what's nostalgic to that's them so crazy um number number two Breath of the Wild okay um we've already kind of touched on it so I'll just say it's um I've played it and I've beaten it um the fact that I was able to do anything I wanted to at my own pace, like, sure, there were some, like, map markers, but it wasn't like, you have to go here, you have to do this. It just, it changed the whole Zelda game up. Well, you put your own um, map markers. There aren't, yeah. that's, I think that's an important thing to, to note. There aren't map markers. There's a map, and you can mark it. Uh-huh. Um, that, that's, that's a big difference. Also, you can turn all that stuff off. Like, it, there's a little mini map and stuff. You can turn that off. And you can take all your clothes off and literally throw all your weapons into the lake or something and just run around in the woods. <laughs> you could. <laughs> you can go fight Ganon right away. And people do that. Like, they do speed runs and whatever. That's just. Like, Zelda from the. Like, uh. Zelda's gonna just change, like, it's forever changed. Like, how Ocarina changed the game, like, this changed the game even more. And, like, just open world games, like, I, I don't think any any open world games can be the same. Like, I think if you make an open world game, um, people are going to look at Breath of the Wild and be like, well, how do I make it like this? And it's just gonna, that game has set the standard for, like, what an open world game can be and, like, what they're going to be. And it's just so good. And finally, uh, me and Joseph kind of share the same uh, like love for this game. Uh, my number one is also Super Mario World. Um, it was 
one of the first games I ever played and like really understood mm. um, as far as games go. And like it was one of the first games I ever 100%ed. Oh, yeah, I did too. Um, yeah, and I didn't usually do that either. Yeah, I normally I wouldn't either, uh, normally I wouldn't beat a game. Get that top secret get, zone. Yeah, getting top secret area. One, once I discovered the top secret area with that music, the I was just like, what? This is two times now. Brandon has treated us to. Yeah, yeah, you'll get more of that. The smooth sound. So, just. I have a lot of memories with that game, and I've like played it on multiple systems and have beaten it multiple times. Just like that's a game I would play over and over again. The graphics hold up and are just incredible. I love how Mario like his face is kind of red, so he's kind of like, just <laughs> it looks like he's kind of blushing, and he's just like kind of this like short like tubby man. Remember when he gives a peace sign at the end uh-huh. at the end of the game, and and when he's climbing a vine or something, his little butt's wiggling, yeah. and he's got little pockets. On yeah, his, I love that. His overalls and Luigi, although they changed his style he's later, just a but palace he's just yeah. But he's purple and green. Uh huh. It's, it's so really weird. weird. The colors are perfect in that game. I love Yoshi's somebody. Like, somebody send us some fan art where it's like on model, but then the colors are Super Mario World colors. Uh-huh. That's what I, I want. A whole send me a whole bunch of that. Yeah. Um. Just goddamn Yoshi. It's his first. I think is that his first appearance? Is I'm that? almost certain that's his first appearance because he appears on the NES in that puzzle game Yoshi. Okay. But I'm almost sure. That that game was released like, was that after? Backwards. Like that was put onto the NES, you know, because Mario World is the launch game uh-huh. for Super, and then they still I think trickled out a few last NES games. I think that's how that went down. I know. So I, I think know, Yoshi's, that's how Kirby, yeah. Kirby happened. Yeah, yeah, NES. same. There was an overlap. Um, yeah, man, just that game rules. Um, I did think about it. I was like, well, what am I gonna put? Same with Joseph. I was like, am I gonna put Zelda over Mario World and no, I just have too much attachment to that game, and just yeah. like I don't really know if anything will ever top it. Uh, Breath of the Wild is very close. Yeah, it's also a very good game. God help us if Super Mario Odyssey is to Mario as Breath of the Wild is to Zelda. Uh, I don't. I I just if that happens, then that that'll be it. Like that'll that'll probably be what dethrones Super Mario World uh. um, because. Just based on the trailer, like that game looks incredible and New Donk City. Um, I I'm about it. Even though Mario looks weird with those people. The but... proportions okay, this bothers me. Okay. The proportions of the people in yeah. New Donk City. Yeah. I hope they change it before it comes out. Because there's already there's humans in the Mario world. I mean even as there's Mario and Luigi. Yeah. Peach, yeah. Daisy, Waluigi, Wario. There's even like Pauline. But they all you know, have these like Kong. weird proportions the women tend to be closer to like human being proportions but even the people in new donk city are like regular people uh-huh and mario's mario's like a short he's yeah, like a short but i like, thought man. it's just because he's a cartoon character he's like stylized he's not like a freak with like alien proportions it's just it's a cartoon art style well then i just don't just like they could you know just... like the humans in new donk city should just match mario's Art style. Yeah. Just be people in the style of the Mario people. 
I don't think so they're gonna weird. change. I don't think they're gonna change it because it, it seems like they're pretty far in development. But 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 let me let me wall jump between skyscrapers though. I'm into it. Hell let yeah. me jump off a building as Mario. I'm so <laughs> ready. Oh man. And like bounce off a flagpole or something. Dude, you know, that's like. Ugh. It, it's you know what? I bet it is. It like thinking about Breath of the Wild, how it lets you do um, Zelda stuff in this big open world. Yeah. If Mario Odyssey lets us do Mario stuff, what does that mean? Does that mean like taking that Mario jumping platforming uh-huh. into an open scenario where I'm like bouncing, yeah, like bouncing off the tops of cars and bouncing between buildings and that's just, that's just wonderful. I, uh, oh, I hope to have a Switch by then. I should. I mean, we'll see. Uh, but regardless, like, that is probably the game I'm most hyped for. Brand needs that switch, so uh, we're gonna take you uh, again to our sponsor, okay, Blue Apron. We have uh, no sponsors. Make, uh, I just want to preface this in case freshest. in in case Blue Apron or any other you know podcast type sponsor you want to hit us up, give us that sponsor money. Uh, we'll, I'll gladly you know Ooh. talk about. Let me read that copy. Yeah, I'll gladly read that let's, copy. Yeah, ooh. Uh, so, now this kind of brings us into the sort of ending segment of the show where we kind of just... We, we said before, this isn't a news podcast, but we, you know, we are fans of video games, so we might, you know, talk about, like, maybe, maybe there's some news or just something like a release is coming up, and maybe we just want to talk about that and just kind of... You know, just be excited. Uh, like, what are you most excited for? So, Joseph, what are you most excited for? Is there any news that you've read or, like, okay. anything coming out soon? Well, long, okay, long term, like we just said, it's Mario Odyssey. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, like, soon, I'm always... I don't even want to think about how many times a day I hit up MyNintendoNews.com. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, and, and I follow so many things on Twitter and, and Facebook and and Instagram and everything, so it's just a constant flow of Nintendo news into my eyeballs. Yeah. Um, right now, I'm thinking about Shantae, Half Genie Hero. Okay. Coming right June 8th, right? Yeah. To the Switch. Yeah, to the Switch. So I skipped on the Wii U because I just wait for it on the Switch. And, and it came in a pretty timely manner. And it came. They came pretty quick. Uh, I'm so ready for that. I played the previous Shantae. I played it on my 3DS. Loved it. Love that art style too, like that, that like, cartoon-looking side-scrolling situation. Uh-huh. That's great. Um, yeah, Way for it is really good. Oh, they're um, great. So I'm so that's probably gonna be my next game. Like the next game I'm really into. Uh, I know that some news just came out. I don't know how to feel about this right now. About the switches online situation. Yeah, I was gonna bring that up. I was gonna that was gonna be my. Uh, Wait till 2018. So it's gonna be free. No. Oh. Until, twenty eighteen. Well, but it's it's not gonna. Then it's not. I think that it's like a light version or something. It's gonna trickle out, coming up. I mean, I don't know all the details, but it it sounds like we're not gonna get the full situation. They're not gonna show it to us <clears throat> until twenty eighteen. Uh-huh. But it also sounds like. Um, a lot of outlets are are pointing toward like a kind of, Netflix situation of NES games. Okay. Now that's great. That's very exciting to pay I, I, you're paying a subscription pay. and it's only 20 bucks a year. 
You're paying not a month, wow. a year. It's twenty dollars a year. You you can pay monthly, and it's like it's you know less than twenty dollars. But I mean, the deal is twenty dollars for the year. Um, and there's some kind of like rotating collection of NES games that are updated to have online play. Originally, uh -huh. they'd said like it was going to be one game per month, but they changed that. Now it's going to be a rotating collection of NES games. Uh, and I think with online play, that seems neat. I still want to hear at E3. Also, this month is E3. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we'll I'm definitely hoping, be talking about. I want virtual console. Yeah. Want, or some you know version of that, especially on Switch, man, with the portability. Yeah, it only makes oh, sense. Please. Um, for them to do something with yeah. that. Uh, did you see the like Splatoon voice chat? thing like with the it's app. supposed to be an it's app supposed to get an app but there's like some special like there's like these headphones well like, those aren't made by nintendo though okay I think okay that's a third party okay i was about to say like i think that this weird hookup situation yeah. i don't know based on well, look, what but i it's, saw it's it, supposed to be a phone app like that's unusual I, i'll wait and see the thing people complain so much about nintendo's online yeah but because i'm such a nintendo player I almost like it's all I've ever known. So I don't like people talk about lobbies and and headsets and streaming and Overwatch and all these <laughs> things and uh I just don't even know what the kids these days are on about. Uh-huh. Because I know that when I want to play Mario Kart 8, I can just go online. Yeah, but you can't play. talk, you can't talk. But Joseph, oh, thank God. you can't talk. Thank God. See the other people in your lobby. Oh, I don't want to hear like all you can say is I'm racist and homophobic. That's so fucking thirteen-year-old boys yeah, get, just screaming uh, memes get, from YouTube. Get that, that shit out of here. It sounds like hell. Uh, I, I deal with that every day at work. <laughs> I don't like video games are supposed to be an escape for me. Yeah, that's how I feel too. I like. That's the last thing. Like, I guess, the option. It would be nice in theory, no. but in practice, I don't want, like like you said, I don't want 13-year-olds yelling racist, homophobic slurs at me when I'm just trying to play like around there a Mario has to, There has to be a really balance, because I do like meeting people online, and yeah. I do like interacting with, with people. That's fun. Like, I'm really into social media, you know, and I like, I like that, but I just... There has to be a careful approach, and I'm, you know, leave it to Nintendo to figure it out. But it has taken them probably like ten years too yeah, long too, or something. Yeah, too <laughs> long. So uh, I, I just want to say, get get friend codes. Ah, just get them out of here. Like I don't. I mean, they kind of have them still, I guess. Yeah, they kind of do. Uh, now I will say, I check my Switch friend list, uh, all the time. It's for some reason it's interesting to me to see like what what people are playing and how long they've been playing it. It stuff. seems better. It, it's, Nintendo's like online, as far as the Switch goes, is the best it's ever been in terms of like yeah. how you add people. Like I know you can add them through like Mitomo. Yeah, and that's um, neat. That's cool. Um, and through other avenues, um, not just through friend codes, but we still have those damn friend codes. Yeah. That's better than nothing. Um... Joseph, what are you playing? Oh, um, okay. I'm kind of in between games. I mean, the last big, big boy was Breath of the Wild. Sure. 
That was the last that's a like, big, that's a big long gaming game. experience that yeah. I had in my life. Um, beyond that, I've got a handful of Switch games. I got Shovel Knight on Switch, even though I had it on 3DS. Yeah. Because I just I had to have it on, on Switch. Well, yeah. Um, I, I, saw would, I would buy that game again. So I'm messing with the Spectre Knight situation, and I'm, I'm digging it. It's okay. even better than the than the uh, Plague Knight situation. Yeah, I would say it's the best. It's got a, it's it's got a cool story to it. The, the way it plays, like the controls to it, the, just the way it works, uh-huh. is better than Plague Knight, which had that weird, like you're throwing those potions diagonally or whatever. Yeah. kind of bothered me. I love the way... Uh, uh, Spectre Knight controls. Um, so I'm messing with that. I'm playing some Puyo Puyo Tetris. Okay. Yeah. Playing playing through the story. The characters are so cute and endearing. Um, and I especially like just playing Puyo Puyo. Uh, but man, that the storyline's so dumb. The voice, the American, the English voice acting is pretty annoying. Um, but I'm digging it. I'm, I'm enjoying the experience. It's starting to get so hard, though. Like, I, I, I think I'm just not very good at it, so it's getting hard. Um, playing that. Uh, played around with the demo to Disgaea 5. Okay. That's fun. Love the art style. Um, it's got some problematic gender stuff. But, sure, um, sure. I'm an anime boy, so I'll, I'll, I, I'm in anyway, you uh-huh. know, with reservations. Um, or you know uh, that's cool but I haven't bought the full game Uh, and what I just got was we were over at a friend's house hey Nate uh, and we uh, we were playing Garo Mark Ooh, of the yeah. Wolves. That game, that, that game fucking rules. Yeah, I never had a Neo Geo. I don't think I knew what a Neo Geo was no, I don't when a Neo I, Geo was on the market. I knew a Neo Geo. I knew what a Neo Geo Pocket. Yeah, I saw was, that. But I was like, Neo Geo. Well, Game Boy. What are you right, doing? right, right. But but anyway, so these arcade classics or whatever that are on the Switch. We at our friend's house we played Garo, and man, the graphics are so cool kind of like we were talking about Yoshi's Island having that like really high end 16 bit experience it's kind of what it looks like but uh-huh. it's a fighting game and it has the most fluid character animations the characters are really unique and cool um, the backgrounds oh my god I love the backgrounds to that oh, game those they're so, very those animated very cool. they're so cool um, and it, it's just a really cool game so I went ahead and bought it I've been messing around with it is that SNK? Yeah. Okay. It's an SNK fighter, which apparently is a big deal, but totally like slipped past me being like a Nintendo boy. Uh-huh. I, I just missed yeah, out on I, that. I don't, I don't play too many fighters to begin with. Like I like fighting games, but I'm definitely not like super. I'm, I'm, bad I'm not at good. At, yeah, I'm bad at them, but I love them. And I even growing up as a kid, I played like all the Mortal Kombat's up through four. Um, I played a lot of Street Fighter Two, various iterations of that. I played yeah. Killer Instinct on the I, I, on the Super and the sixty four. I loved the Marvel vs. Capcom games. Piddled around a little bit with um, some Dark Stalkers, some Guilty Gear. Um, I, I have to say I do like fighting games, so I'm not great at them. But anyway, uh, so Garo is really cool. Seven ninety nine, totally worth it. It's really cool. Um, and then I went ahead and got Waku Waku 7. Okay. And uh, have not played it yet. All right. I haven't had time. It's been a really busy week at school. Sure. Um, so, so I haven't had a chance to play too many games, but I got Waku Waku 7. 
looks like a celebration of like 90s anime tropes uh-huh. in a fighting game form and even just like the the thumbnail on the eShop of like that weird purple critter uh-huh. I was just like man that game looks like it's gonna be fun oh man that looks neat so we we actually we should play that tonight yeah we should um so I'm looking forward to playing that and then I I think uh, I already said I think my next big game I'm gonna play is the new Shantae but here's the thing alright I love Fire Emblem so Hell much yeah. and that new Fire Emblem is out and you've got it yeah I'm playing it right I'm on the fence. I know it's great. I know I'd love it. I know I'd love it. I've heard people on other pie. I heard him talking about it on eight four play. Yeah, uh, a podcast I, I listened to, um, and they kind of made me think like, man, I just need to go ahead and get this game. But I'm a little resistant to getting a 3ds game at this current moment. I love the 3DS. Yeah. It's maybe one of the best systems. Sure. Was, okay, not maybe. It is for sure one of the best systems of all time. Yeah. Um, I love it so much. I have so many virtual console games, so many uh, games downloaded on there. Uh-huh. Um, I've spent so much money on stupid themes and on the badge center yeah. and crap. Like, I love the Nintendo 3DS. Switch is out. It sure is. It's out. <laughs> you can play it right now. I take it with me every day. I take it to work in my backpack. Uh-huh. I play it on the train. I play in bed at night sometimes. I love my Switch. I love it. It's what I'm about. It's my new toy. So, why am I buy a 3DS game right now? Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. That's hard for me. Uh, I mean, I, I don't have that option. So, like, I mean... My game is that I've been playing uh, is is Fire Emblem uh, Shadows of Valentia. Uh, man, man, oh man, it is just a really good game. Uh, they kind of take some like it's based um, off this old Fire Emblem game for NES called Fire Emblem Gaiden, and that never came out in the states. Um, so this is like this story's the first time it's ever come over here. Um, it takes elements of the old Fire Emblem game and like elements from the newer ones and kind of mixes them up. There's also these 3D dungeons that you can explore. That sounds and walk around in, which has never happened in a Fire Emblem game. Like you primarily like move from point to point and just do battles and like that's kind of just what it is and it's usually just a big old map and um there's like random encounters on the map and stuff but in like the 3d dungeons like there are the random encounters but you're walking around with a sword like slashing at things and, oh um, wow now granted when you get the the random battles like it's like a normal yeah, it goes like, into fire, like a yeah, fire emblem. a top down like yeah, yeah. fire emblem good when you're playing Fire Emblem you want to play Fire Emblem yeah exactly but like you can like run up to an enemy and slash it and it'll damage all the enemies like in the map and like that's from the 3D like environment it's wild um and like there are villages to explore um there's no weapon triangle so like doing weapons is a little different because like in the last few games, like, bows and arrows, like, you had to be far away. Now you don't. Now you can be right up on a dude, and that doesn't matter. Um, and, like, 
it doesn't matter if a person has a sword or uh, a lance or an axe. It only really affects, like, there are certain weapons that might affect, like, there's this weapon called Rider's Bane that, like, affects people that are on horses. And, like, if you use that against a person with a horse, like, they are more in danger than a person not. Are like, flyers uh, still flyers vulnerable to... To bows and arrows, yep, yep, they still are uh, vulnerable to that. Um... They're, like, the characters are really good, and it's just a really good game. I, th I think I'm in the end game, and the difficulty has kind of spiked a little bit, so I think I might have to try to do some grinding and kind of level up my dudes and just really try to figure out who I need to take in this dungeon, because you can only take ten people at a time in a, mm -hmm. in a dungeon. And there are way more characters than that. Uh, I will say for regular battles outside of dungeons, uh, you can just have your whole, like, everybody in there. So I think that's pretty cool. Whereas maybe like, that's because originally they would die uh, off. Like yeah, if you're playing the the classic. Yeah, mode. Uh, casual mode is still in there, so you could, uh, if you're like me and want to be a filthy casual, uh, then just you know you could do that. But there's hard, there's normal mode and hard mode, and you could play classic and uh, get that you know just real classic fire emblem experience. Uh, there's amiibo support, which. Uh, the, if you have any of the older Fire Emblem uh, amiibo people, you can uh, kind of sacrifice some of your HP to like bring like kind of like this uh, support character in, and they'll go attack an enemy for you, and like it, it's pretty cool. Uh, so like there's that, and plus the the amiibo for the the new games just look cool, and I want them. Yeah, they look neat. Um, I saw them at Target. It's like a two pack. Yeah, they're like twenty five dollars. That's cool. Uh, but yeah, that, that, and I was playing Shovel Knight, and then a little while ago I just got done, uh, I just beat Bravely Second, um, which is a game that came out last year, JRPG, um, really cool, just like, kind of classic style, like, JRPG game that you, I don't know, if you're into those, like, you can play it, and what's cool about that game is you can, like, turn the encounter rate off. So like if you're oh, just yeah, trying they give to, you a lot of control. Yeah, you can kind of just or turn it up if you're trying to grind. Um, That's really neat. So other uh, games could learn from that. They could and they should. There's one I forgot. I have to add in. I actually uh, have checked on it a few times during this podcast. Magikarp Jump on oh, iPhone. Oh my god! See, I love it. I, I want to play, I, you, you, every time I'm around you and I see you play it, it makes me want to play it. I'm always playing it. I then, play it, I have gone at work, I was when the kids are chilling out. I was going to ask you. There have you, been times where I'll leave the classroom. Oh my god. To go to like the bathroom and check on my fucking magic card. Oh my god. And so like. Your tax dollars at work, folks. Well, that's all right. <laughs> that's all right. Oh man, but yeah, uh, I I might check. I might just check that. Okay, the background on it is there's uh, this really cute, uh, quirky, I think Korean um, game, uh, iPhone game or phone game uh, called Survive Mola Mola, about like a sunfish, which apparently they they die very easily, uh -huh. like in in nature, I guess. Well, I learned that from from this game. Uh, and in that game, you know, you have your little sunfish. It's almost like a Tamagotchi situation. You take care of it. You feed it. Uh, 
but it can like random things will happen and it'll die sure but then you get a new one and each successive generation you can raise him up a little stronger yeah better because you're leveling up too and you're getting new foods and you're getting new things to do with them so I guess Nintendo or actually more accurately the Pokemon company they got together with Select Button who made that game and basically made a sort of Pokemon sequel to it because it's it's basically a way better version of that game with Uh the Pokemon IP grafted to it so you're in like this village that basically only cares about Magikarps um, and you fish up a Magikarp and you uh you train him up to do these jump battles where he's trying to like flop higher up in the air than than the other trainer's Magikarp. And what, the what game, do you get? What do you get if you win those battles? Oh, uh, satisfaction. Oh no, no. You get you get money. You get diamonds. Uh, there's two different currencies. There's diamonds and there's gold okay. coins, Magikarp coins. All right, sure. Um, and you get experience points. Yeah. And you move further. Um, there's actually almost like a like a world map. Uh, of battles and you move further along yeah. and you can get badges as you when you beat the league master yeah. so you're moving through this game uh, I'm on generation like 30 something of magic cards oh, there's shiny magic cards there's pink magic cards there's calico pattern there's magic cards of all different designs uh-huh. and they're really cool so that's a thing because you want to collect all the different designs sure uh, there's there's support Pokemon so I, I also have a magic card a Litten, a Pikachu, and a uh, Piplup right now. And they do other things, you know, it, it, the whole world revolves around Magikarp. So they're there to like essentially cheer, literally cheer for your Magikarp and to provide your Magikarp with motivation and, and various different things. And in some instances, protect your Magikarp from Pidgeotto uh-huh. who will eat it and kill it dead. There are instances in this Magikarp game where your Magikarp can and will and does die dead. Not faint. It just dies. It can be killed dead. That's so crazy because Pokemon don't die. Oh, but they do. It's implied. It's all off screen sure, sure, somewhere. Sure. But I mean like, what do you think Pidgeotto eats? Right? I guess they eat Magikarp. Well, yeah. They eat bug types and fish and stuff like uh-huh. a bird. Like a bird does. Yeah. There are like, and there's all these quirky little like Easter eggs in the game. They're not really Easter eggs. They're part of the game. But there's like, okay, so one day I was tapping my Magikarp toward the top of the pond and I found out he can jump out of the pond. Yeah. So I was like, oh, do to do And I was poking him and hopping him out. I kept hopping, hopping, hopping. And a freaking Pidgeotto swooped down and grabbed him and he's dead forever. Oh my he's God. gone. And but I had to start again. Then you, you get a new one. Um, but and so many situations like that can, can happen and you just like discover new ways. Like, oh, cra- wow. Oh, well, I guess that's a way that Magikarp can die. That's so yeah. crazy. Uh, I might just have to check this game. You it's free to play. To, I know. It's I have free. not paid as much. Uh, I've played it for like five or six days now, and I play it so much, I have not put a penny into it. No real money. I don't uh, do that. I don't believe in that on phone games. Uh-huh. They're not even real video games. That's so true. Same with like Fire Emblem. I've never, I've never spent money on Oh, no. Game. No, no. Um... I think that's probably going to do it for us. Uh, this is kind of a long one. I'll, I'm going to do some edits. Uh, but this is the first one. If you like it, 
Uh, I'm gonna like, probably, comment, subscribe. Honestly, hit us up, yeah, in the, hit dude, us up down in the comments below. Honestly, uh, like I, I'm gonna try to put this on iTunes. Smash that like button. And uh, I'm gonna put this on iTunes. Uh, put this. I'll probably put this on SoundCloud. I think we have a Twitter that we'll probably start using more. Uh, and just you know, we'll try to put it on as many avenues as people you know desire. Well, in the meantime, um, hey, let's let's share our social media. Yeah, let's do that. Um, Joseph, where can we find you at? Um, probably every single social media well, just list, website. Just list, list them on uh, down. But I'm 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 into Twitter at Spooky Tanuki. Uh huh. Um, that's Tanuki, T A N. U-K-I. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm Spooky Tanuki on Instagram. Okay. Um, and I would say those, those are the, the two main places to find me. Twitter okay. and Instagram. Sure. Um, I'm on Twitter at Mutant Standard. Uh, and I'm on Instagram at The Wazard of Is. Uh, that is the W-O-Z-A-R-D of I Z, uh, but that's it. Uh, <coughs> oh God! This is the last one for Brandon. Yep. He's not in. He's in poor health. One and done. I'm dying. We're gonna send send money uh, for Brandon.